It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons. Trace on the porch with us, and uh, we've got Dr. Calvin Finch, as always. So we encourage your calls at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866 866- 308 8867. A beautiful day. It's oh, yeah. It is so warmer, nice. Warmer than yesterday. Yeah, too. much warmer. What was it? I think it's like nearly 71. Yeah. So I could check my phone. <laughs> but yeah. It's a little breezy. Yeah, it's breezy. Compa- compared uh, to yesterday. I thought yesterday was breezier. This feels. Okay. I don't know. Don't mess with Calvin. I know. (laughs) There's no... uh, And you got got like four layers of uh, sweatshirt on. I got one sweatshirt on, that's all, and a little shirt. Okay, jeez. Well, that's that's how you're supposed to dress, because you can take a layer off when you get hot. Exactly, yeah. That's right, and especially here, because the temperature changes with the sun. Well, and you got the sun. Yeah. That that fantastic breeze. Yeah. that's the only reason I still have my my coat on. Yeah. Well, that that's always I always remind myself. You know, when you get out, of, leave you the house, you say, oh, "Gosh, it's so nice." Out. Yeah, and, and then you jacket, and then you remember. It's sixty-eight degrees right sitting now. Sitting here, sitting here <laughs> is with that wind for a short period of time, at least. Yeah, I noticed that I was walking in. You still got plenty of uh, pansies out there. Yes. And my do. little Johnny jump ups that I'm still taking with. Yeah, still got cyclamen, uh, as long as you like pastel colors. Yeah, yeah. you do. On the primula. Primula, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them, a lot of them there, and that. Yeah. So we haven't we haven't emphasized them this year like we did last. Year. <laughs> so, so we got a lot of shade trees in the uh, week before. Uh, we got a, a lot of our fruit trees, mm-hmm. and berries, and grapes in this past week. And there's more coming. Are you selling the fruit trees? Well, you know how citrus trees sold <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Well, we unloaded the, the the big fruit tree truck on that Wednesday, and we probably sold about 40 or 50 fruit trees now, is that right? on Wednesday for Christmas gifts. <laughs> well, yeah, and all the... All That's those, a good idea. Yeah, it is. All those recommended varieties are yeah. there, too. It's the... So it'd be hard to choose which yeah. one is best. Well, we got Jerry's favorite peach tree in, in, in quantity. <laughs> yeah, the Red Baron. Uh, I, last year, was it last year that uh, we were shocked when the Red Baron uh, showed up in your fruit selection uh, because it's the most beautiful, productive, ornamental peach that you can have. It's got double red blooms, and uh, it's a it's a low chiller. It must be because, like I say, the we, one we, I, wouldn't, we wouldn't have brought it if it wasn't. <laughs> but it should be on your list. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, my list is on there. But uh, the uh, 
Uh, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful tree. Yeah, bloom, blooms over a long period. Uh, yeah. Now, what about our Florida King? That's one of our favorites. I'm pretty sure there's Florida King and Florida Prince down there. Okay, yeah. good. As well as La Feliciana, Techstar, and some other really good ones for our area. Great. Yeah, but then, uh, I'm uh, I'm nuts over this uh, Red Baron. Uh, I, I told a story yesterday, I think. Uh, we or last week, we were talking about there was a tree up in Stonewall. Uh, and there's an orchard right there off the uh, Highway uh, 290, I guess it is. And uh, uh, it's got a lot of trees, hundreds of trees in it. And they had one Red Baron tree at the uh, be- beginning uh, on the highway side. Uh, beginning uh, going into the orchard. And that damn thing would <laughs> always bloom first and just knock you out with beautiful bloom. And so uh, we're, Trace and I were talking, I guess it was yesterday, about the uh, ornamental peaches that used to be sold in there. I don't think they're sold very much anymore. No. Trace Tra said they had a high uh, chill requirement and uh they wouldn't bloom but every so often hard to sell an ornamental peach when it never blooms (laughs) (laughs) but this thing is better than any ornamental peach that's ever been on the market and it has good fruit it has good fruit i think it's a semi-cling stone in other words uh when it produces fruit uh have you experienced? The seed comes out easy. Where, where, where did you experience the fruit? Uh, up in uh, Fredericksburg, they used to have one on the, the county horticulture, uh, the county agent's office, used to be right there by the courthouse, uh-huh. and they had one in the uh, at the entrance to that thing. Yeah, I I had one for a number of years, and then I was I was trying to remember. Uh, it, I, I do remember that it bloomed. <laughs> about the same time as the earliest yeah. and bloomed all the way through the, yeah. the longest. Hmm. And then, of course, the color was just on the Oh, yeah. So everybody out there who wants a cherry blossom tree that doesn't really do well here, yeah, this is a great here. substitute. Uh, I think it's even better color. And he got a, a trace ordered a bunch of them in, and I, I think they were off the market, at least. Uh, I never saw them on, on our market here for oh, wow. I bought 15, every, 20 years. I bought every one they had. <laughs> Good. Uh, but that's, that's, that's a hard, hard peach to, 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 uh, to, to ignore. So on that, on that same truck, we got in a, a few things for uh, the CPS tree rebate. So we got oh. in some five-gallon shade trees. Okay. Right. So some live oaks and red oaks and, and uh, some, some of the trees that are on that CPS list. Now, if you, if you think about it, they give you a $50 rebate if you plant it in the right place. Most of them are $44.99. So you can actually spend that extra $5 on the soil. To plant it with, and then you really didn't pay much of anything to plant that tree. Yeah. Which is, well, and then you thing. you can even go further. Just the way CPS does, that's how they justify it, and you're going to save you're going to save a lot of electric electricity, yeah. and you're going to save a lot of 
cost utility cost at your household too. So <laughs> it's a good a good benefit for everybody. Yeah, when that cold front came through uh, a couple of days ago, we had a fire in our fireplace there. Jeremy, uh, my son, wanted to <laughs> have a fire in the fireplace. I hadn't had one in there in <laughs> ten years, I guess, or longer. And uh, so we started a little fire, had a fire in our fireplace uh, when Uh-oh. it was cold. And the dog liked it, and <laughs> Joe Weed liked it, and watched TV with the fire going. And he so didn't it, burn the house down. No, no we just always, worried where this was going. Yeah, right. I had to look several times. <laughs> I had to look several times to make sure the flue was open. Have you ever started a fire with the flue closed? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> I did that in my in my uh, father-in-law's house you, there. In you Tennessee only do it once because you know. Then you start. <laughs> then you start double, triple, quadruple checking yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I I also took the wood out that had been in there ten years and uh, gradually put it back in there because it was like cork, it was like cardboard because it had dried completely. Mm. But uh, it's fun. It's fun to have a have a fire in the house every now and then. So another not a fire of the house, no. but in the house. Another thing that also came in on that same truck was red buds. Oh. And so we got the best selection for the year right now. What about Oklahoma or Texas or Mexico? Yes. <laughs> and then That's some. Uh, there was a couple of new varieties. I uh, kept. Pearl was in the name of one of them, so oh. it's, a, it's an eastern red bud, but it has a, a dark leaf like forest pansy. Oh, it's supposed yeah. to be a different bloom. Uh, wow. I, I haven't Googled it to see what it looks like, but uh, just the name sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I'll Google it. What is it? I, it was something Pearl, Black Pearl, Okay, I think is what it, what it was called. But still called red bud? Yeah. But okay. the, the foliage is, bla- is black. I'm going to dark. assume it's very dark. Yeah. Yeah, they've... Uh, yeah, A and M. Doctor Wayne McKay uh, used to be in El Paso. Was uh, always trying to uh, trying to uh, they they had identified a superior red bud out there. Uh, I think Benny Simpson, the uh, great great botanist of the of the West, <laughs> had found one, and so Wayne was trying to propagate it. And uh, I imagine all of these are grafted, wouldn't you think? I, I can go look, but I probably <laughs> I, I think they would be because Dr. McKay and all his uh, research team could never figure out how to root that thing. They tried tissue culture and uh, everything, every, every other trick that they could think of, but they couldn't root a red bug. And so that's why the Texas or Oklahoma or whatever they're calling it. Do you remember what they call? Well, you. Can I got both. Uh, All three, yeah. Have you got both? I've got both. Three or four different. Well, that, yeah. They're the same, first to me. I know that, but I've got a, I've got some tagged Oklahoma. I've got yeah. some tagged Texas. Now there's more Texas than Oklahoma. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> As but it should basically, be. but that's that, yeah, just so people don't get confused. If you want. You, they, the the ones that are uh, tagged Oklahoma or Texas or Mexico are, are the ones that uh, 
really are well adapted yeah. for, for your landscape. They tolerate our heat better. Yeah. They tolerate full sun better. Yeah, right. And Alkaline and soil. They're just a, the eastern rib, everything with a fancy leaf really, to me, should be an understory tree You're right. for a deciduous tree. So under, say, a red oak where it loses its leaves for the winter, that way it's in the it's in the sun when it goes to leaf out or bloom and then leaf out, but it's in the shade of the big tree by the time it gets hot. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they work. They work pretty well in that. Uh, you had that gardener that was calling us with uh, talking about the uh, uh, stream bed. Soil. Yeah, right. And eastern does pretty well, but our <laughs> but our uh, the tougher selections are the one, if you yeah. got it out there in our caliche soil. That's the one you want. And it's easier to so take care of. And most everybody sees the Oklahoma and Texas. That's what the city planted around I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. But not very many people know what the Mexican one is. and it's. Uh, I think it's actually pretty cool. It's got a, a lobed leaf or a, a ruffled leaf. Yeah, ruffled, ruffled leaf. leaf yeah, is ruffled. the best description. And, and the doesn't, blooms are slightly doesn't grow color. as big, does it? I, I uh, still thought it was going to be 12, 15 feet. So, yeah. Uh, it, uh, but every tree's got its own mind of what it's going to do. So. <laughs> Uh, when you see them out in the wild, uh, growing in the hill country, or whatever, they are on the smaller side. But uh, the, pro- the, the problem is they're growing in stone, yeah. solid stone. So they're they're suscept- they're not susceptible to iron chlorosis or anything. They won't turn yellow. And like Trey said, the main thing is. They won't. The leaves won't uh, blacken or turn, turn brown in the sun, direct sun. But they, they've been known as an understory tree forever, and uh, it, we had them. We had one on the north side of our house in Tennessee, and that stupid thing is still there. It's got a trunk, <laughs> uh, bigger than my waist. Oh yeah, yeah. For Can't reach there, around. It's pretty big. Can't reach around it. Yeah, it's been there since I was a child. An eastern selection? Yeah, it's an eastern selection, well, which is no problem in Tennessee. Now, uh, you, do you have the black pearl? I found it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I think it's black pearl. I'll go yeah, it is. Well, there is a black pearl redbud. Okay. Right. A standout from other purple-leaved redbuds with extremely deep purple coloration, almost to the point that the leaves appear black. Reaches 20 feet tall, 25 feet wide. Whoa. And lavender flowers appear in the spring before the foliage. So here, twenty-five feet wide. It's not going to do that here. Oh, okay. So <laughs> twelve, fifteen feet. I'm, oh, okay. I'm assuming it would be All about right. the max. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see if I get you a picture. It always, yeah, always amazes me how many are in most neighborhoods. Oh yeah. You don't even notice them <laughs> until they bloom. Until they're, that's, yeah. that's the only time you notice them. I guess it's <laughs> good and bad. Well, the and neat, they, neat they, thing they about it is that yeah. they're one of the first things to bloom in the spring, in our spring. Uh, I wonder, do they bloom or? I, they may bloom before blue bonnets bloom. In March. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, late February. I think it depends on the year. Too. Yeah. But. Uh, the the, the uh, entry uh, or the availability of those Mexican redbuds in uh, Oklahoma or Texas redbuds that the leaves won't burn back in the in the in the summer. 
They used to be a mess. That eastern wet red bud is a mess in the some middle of summer. Oh, we used especially to, we if used it's to out sell hundreds the, of them. Back oh, in the day. yeah, if, especially if it's out in the sun. But anyway, that's great. That's great news. Uh, you could you could really uh, beautify your landscape with uh, trees from over here. Yeah, Milton, red buds. Milton and, just showed me a picture of that, and it's spectacular. Yeah, <laughs> here I'll show. You. Red Baron Peach and all that other stuff. I'm looking forward to those. The uh, And speaking of looking forward, we still got some white blue bonnets, and they're on sale. $1.88 while supplies last. Now, for some reason, I don't know why, but these people brought, bought the... Uh, <laughs> Brought the blue ones. He's trying to show you a picture. Yeah, show you oh, yeah. It went away, Milton. No, it's just smaller. No. Uh, <laughs> His old eyes can't see it. Okay. Okay. We'll worry about it later. Okay. Uh, keep about it. But anyway, the uh, uh, some for some reason those people brought the the blues first, and the reds or maroons second. I learned a lesson. Uh, do what? I learned a lesson. Uh, well, you you heard what Milton wants to do next year, right? No. If we do it next year. No, this is not Milton's idea. Uh, try, put the uh, put blue tags in the red plant in the no. white plant. No, no, no. <laughs> We've got to force no. these people to make a make a decision here. No. Trick them into that. We are not going to do that. <laughs> Come on, Milton. I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> I know you did, but no. <laughs> but anyway. I imagine so, the repercussions uh, of yes. my blue, blue oh. bonnet came out white. What did you put that? <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. That never happens. Uh, I can hear it now. Well, just wait. Next year or yeah, sometime in the next 10 oh, years, yeah. it'll change, change back to a different the, Yeah, the, the only picture I've got of Lady Bird Johnson is her in a field of a big blue bonnet, uh, a, a big field of blue bonnet, pointing at the only white that's in the field and laughing, smiling. Oh. So Lady Bird would have bought some white. You wouldn't have bought all blue. I thought she was laughing at it. No, she was excited about it. Oh, okay. That's the way it used to be before we produced the seed of it. Until you manipulated them. People were yeah. like four-leaf clovers. What is it, the, the GMO? Yeah, before jury got yeah. in the middle, they did everything in the <laughs> Old school GMO. GMO. But anyway, we've got a lot, a lot of whites left. I think they're labeled white, aren't they, Myth? Yeah, I believe they're, if they're white, they're labeled white. <laughs> But the uh, what we recommended uh, with these, and it's pretty uh, transplants we've ever seen, largest transplants we've ever seen. Gosh, yeah. And they're in four and a half inch containers. Now, uh, is interplanting them with pansies, uh, either the big pansies or maybe the uh, Johnny jump ups that I'm so excited about. But uh, plant them 12 inches apart. And uh, you'll see these plants, these blue bonnet plants, white blue bonnet plants. Yes, it's white blue bonnet because blue bonnet is written 
as one word for all of you wondering about it. Uh, but anyway, the, uh, is uh, plant them uh, 10 to 12 inches apart uh, from plant to plant and then put uh, pansies that will bloom all the way to March and then the blue bonnets, the white blue bonnets will take over. Oh, okay, March. I, like, uh, uh, I was going to say something about until they disappear under yeah. their blue bonnets. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I was fixing to say, but uh, you don't cut any of these blue bonnets back, the white ones, because they 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 look uh, they're large plants, but they've got a large root system, and uh, so just plant them deep as the root system is. Now uh, you may have to you have to water them in, of course. And I would say water them every four to five days afterwards because you you want that root system, that big old root system, to get established in its way in its new planting and send roots out to the into the soil. Uh, until that occurs, you're going to be watering that root ball. Almost sounds like you need to hire a. A separate gardener to take care of your white blue bonnets, <laughs> Milton. You think? Maybe so. He's very proud of those. And if you save seed of these, if it, there will be some, some blue, you think blue may- bonnets you in think, those? You think maybe the the pansies will allow them to? Yeah. Make some I don't seed? get that frost, will it? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm going to throw out what Rob just texted. Uh oh. Can't be good, right? Yeah. Uh, do not put any tags at all in them and call them Blue Bonnet Surprise. Uh, yeah, that's... I'm, I'm working on cutting up some more firewood. Out. Oh, that's something else. All right. So that's Rob. Yeah. Okay. Blue that... Bonnet Surprise is his suggestion. Yeah, that's what we uh, came up with for tomatoes. Because uh, every time we'd come up with a new tomato, yeah, people always would say... Is that a good? Is that taste good, or is that a is that a good tomato? Does it produce a lot? And so we would say, it's called tomato surprise. Yeah. And so when they would come back and say, that damn tomato died before I got it to the house. Surprise! Said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jerry would do every time. You could <laughs> use that here at Millburgers. Uh, uh, that would not fly. Uh, <laughs> So now, do you recommend? Are we going to get blues uh, ever again, or no? I don't know. Oh, okay, maybe. I'm the one that furnishes the seed. Oh, okay. So the it's it's too late. It's getting late. Oh, but it, we've we've it, had it, transplants oh, yeah, as far as the rodeo. There's other growers out there. So uh, okay, yeah. it takes. So should people kind of begin to plan their Texas flag now with the? No. Yes. No. Well, do do when you did the Texas flag at the. Uh, at Wild Seed, did, do you leave instructions for people to build their own little guy? No. Okay. I think that. <laughs> well, was, let's think about this. That was one of the most joyful times of your life, wasn't it? <laughs> you got you got all these white flowers. You could do a white flag, a surrender flag. Yeah, there you uh, go. Not in Texas. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> but the deal is with these, since they are uh, all white, see from seedling. Uh, if you will remove any off colors that pop up in these yeah. plants, like blue yeah. uh, or red 
and just grow all all the whites, grow the ones that are all white, and the whites will pollinate the whites, and uh, the seed next that you save from these plants will come back true white next year. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, because it yeah, because you wrote yes, the pollinate by on the uh, on plantanswers.com, Do you still have the picture of the the big yeah. Texas flag that you created? Yeah, yeah, good. So you can see it there. Guess where we put it? Where? Where we on the on the blue bonnets? Oh, yeah. that makes sense. On the flowers and blue bonnets. On the blue bonnets. Okay. It says I think it's at the. I think it's at the top of the page. It's a pretty combination when it all when they all start blooming and stuff. Oh yeah, beautiful. All right, we got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. Answer. Gardening South Texas on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Okay, so, uh, hey, listen, let's take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man termite and pest control. I'm hoping Warren will be able to call us today. I, I thought asked, he was out deer hunting. Well, he's out, yeah, but he's going to try to still call us because I gave you, you know, what you said. <laughs> and he said, tell Jerry he's right. <laughs> and, and then I asked, do, I other, appreciate a- that. do other animals act that way? <laughs> and, like some of the pests in your house. You oh, know? okay. Because, yeah, i got a funny story. I'll try to call in tomorrow. But if... You're looking for a company to help you with pest control, whether you've got a small problem or a big problem. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control is the company that you want to call. Since 1976, they've been doing this, and Warren has been doing it even longer. He's the go-to guy for lots of commercial businesses like restaurants and other places in town that have to have pest control. Millburger uses him, and like the results, they've used him. Gosh, it's probably going on 10 years now. Uh, and um, you can, too. You just give them a call, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or learn all about them at GoSpidermanPest.com, GoSpidermanPest.com. All right. Uh, so, I got bad news, Mitch. Oh, uh, it's about the roaches in your house? Yeah, no, they disappeared. Oh. I very seldom see a roach, and, of course, you know, I liked it. I used to like to hunt them. I know. Oh, I thought day you were, and night. I thought you gave them a little meal and put them on the little TV tray on the, by the couch and let them. <laughs> well, I did, but uh, I had ways to bait them with food. Yeah, and I would hunt them. <laughs> and so they set up a little roach blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now all you got to do is put the little food on the floor. Yeah. And uh, turn the lights off. They don't like to. They don't well, like they, to they, eat they, during they, the light. They're shy. And then they, and then when you call, give them a couple of hours, and then flip the light on and go in there with a flash water and do your business. Okay. But they've gone. They've disappeared. Maybe the cold. Maybe one. maybe Warren could bring me some over. You think? Oh, I bet he could trap some uh, and bring them over to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, anyway. And so two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. And Laura had Laura texted me. She had a good idea. Oh. She said. You could take your white blue bonnets and make a moon garden, so that when it was uh, you know bright and with a moon, the yeah. white the white would glow and look. They're pretty. open at night. Yeah, so if you plant them in mass, that would look real pretty. Yeah, with the, with the moon shining on them. Good going, Laura. Laura knows her stuff. I did. Don't, I, don't mess I, with it. I really didn't take her suggestion serious, 
after she made the, had the idea to marry you, Milton. Uh, you lost. She lost uh, all her credibility there. <laughs> well, she's had much better well, ideas. She's, she's coming back to, <laughs> into favor. <laughs> Big, I uh, I want. Remember, uh, it's sold out of its beautiful poinsettias. Yeah. And um, so. I think the wreaths and garlands that, are all those. Are oh, yeah. All the Christmas beautiful. stuff. And so uh, last week, <laughs> uh, last week, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Mark Peterson sent me a, a link to a uh, wonderful poinsettia article oh written by the saf society of american florists and so i've had uh i put that on uh, i put a link to it on plantanswers.com toward the bottom of the page it's got a beautiful uh picture of poinsettias on it uh, uh with the poinsettia on there and it, it tells about uh, Joel Robert Poinsett an amateur botanist and the first U.S. ambassador to Mexico is credited with bringing poinsettias to the U.S. in 1825 so uh, and de- December 12th is National Poinsettia Day I, I didn't, didn't know, know that, that. Uh, official, it's the official day to set aside to enjoy the symbol of ho- holiday cheer. Uh, the what got my attention, called it, uh, was that uh, in the middle of this article, in bold print, uh, it says the poinsettia is not, and the not is in capitals. Poisonous. Oh wow! You know, I've I've been saying that and eating that for a few years, <laughs> and uh, it says the poinsettia is the most widely tested consumer plant on the market today, proving the myth about the popular holiday plant to be false. So uh, they, they've got scientific research from Ohio State University that's proved the poinsettia to be non-toxic. That's, that goes back a long way. Why, where did it uh, come out? Yeah, I wonder where it came up with the toxic part. Yeah, what, what made it? I was trying to remember. Well, that, that white, white sap that comes out of it. The, it, uh, the little white... Was, yeah, you know, when you automatic? break a stem yeah. off, it has a white latex that comes out of it. Does that automatically lead people to believe Yeah, it that why, why they... Yeah. I guess so. Because, um, yeah, mel- milkweed, it's got that little... It's got yeah. That, but... Uh, you don't see people eating milkweed, Calvin. They think that's poison. Yeah, well, you don't see people eating poinsettias <laughs> either. <laughs> I do. I just do. Don't. Well, and we and actually, though, <laughs> other than Jerry, is <laughs> not for humans necessarily. I don't know how many you'd have to consume, but isn't the the sap of a, a milkweed toxin? It's toxic to well, to some insects. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it said everything is to it. So maybe maybe it's an extrapolation yeah. Yeah. Of, of seeing something, eat it and die, and go, oh, okay, that must be. <laughs> it'll even it'll even kill uh, um, monarch caterpillars. So I mean, uh, so it's right on you know right yeah, on the was, edge of toxicity mm-hmm. there for the. And uh, the uh, imagine <laughs> it got started when a little dog. A pet dog got sick and uh, ate some poinsettia leaves and threw them up. And they took it to the vet, kind of like the chocolate candy deal. And the vet said, I'll pump this dog's stomach for $500 and uh, save your dog. Kind of like they did the... uh, the uh, muscal beans and uh, the, you know, the uh, red berries that come on the uh, mountain lark. It says, uh, as with any food, non-food product, the poinsettia is not meant to be eaten and can cause varying degrees of discomfort, mm-hmm. not death. Therefore, the plant should be kept out of the reach of young children and curious pets. That's that's a good way to put it. According to the Poison Index, the National Information Center for Poison Control Center centers, a child would have to invest 500 to 600 leaves in order to exceed the experimental doses that found no toxicity. Huh. That's a lot of leaves. Yeah. Most, most poinsettias don't, don't have that many leaves. No. So, uh, and by the time by the time the kid is eating, uh, what is it, 20 or 30, you would be able to grab him by the shirt and take him outside. As my mother used to. Explained to me when I did something wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying. to do that again. Well, she explained it to you, did she? Yeah, yeah. I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you eat 300 or 400 spinach leaves, you could have a reaction. Uh, yeah, that. probably so. Uh, the, you, uh, would, de- would definitely, uh, the ball, you'd have a ball movement. <laughs> oh! Mm-hmm. Well, there that you go. Almost hurt. Every, every kind of foliage you <laughs> Uh, they talk about the latex uh, allergy. Concerns of latex issues are unfounded. Uh-oh. According to the Ma- American Latex Allergy Association, <laughs> they've got an association for everything, don't they? Uh, about 1%, only about 1% to 6% of the general population is allergic to latex. And one would have to have significant contact with the poinsettia plant's latex directly to have an allergic reaction. Only a small drop of latex that can be immediately wiped off of the skin is unlikely to cause an allergic reaction. Now, when I think of latex causing a problem, that's figs. You know, oh, really? uh, figs have, have, when you break a stem or a leaf off a fig, that white su- latex substance comes out of there. Hmm. And a lot, <laughs> no, 
I eat it. Well, not the latex. Just uh, if you pick it, I mean. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the fig itself, the yeah. fruit itself, will have a latex on the very tip. And Calvin's been eating it. Yeah. Look how that healthy. might explain a lot of things here. To, My uh, hair is so nice. And yeah. Clean. I don't know. <laughs> Calvin looks Calvin like he's doing. Maybe have been eating it too. Yeah, it looks like Calvin's doing okay eating it. Maybe yeah, you should recommend he's it. Doing pretty good. He's frisky. <laughs> but uh, I've got that on plantanswer.com. They talk about uh, poinsettia care tips. And I mentioned yesterday when we had a wonderful Christmas uh, with my daughter and son-in-law, I had given them a poinsettia. And uh, I waited until the end of, until I got my presents anyway. To the end of the festivities, mm-hmm. and I called their attention. I said, I hate to mention this, but that poinsettia is dry. Oh, yeah, you said that. The, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I had them, uh, the leaves were drooping at the bottom. I could barely enjoy my getting my <laughs> Christmas gifts for looking at the poinsettia, which was in the front living room. But anyway, they went and they put it in a, in a sink. And uh, uh, let it uptake some water from the bottom, like we re- like we recommend, and Calvin recommended in his article to do that weekly. I th- I think they were religiously putting the po- uh, ice cubes in there, but uh, it, that soaking that we added to it yeah. once a week uh, makes make uh, the ice cubes are just. Uh, so, like drip irrigation or su- supplemental irrigation, but it definitely needs that soaking. Uh, you take it out of the pot cover or the uh, pot sleeve that it's in, and then put it in a, a shallow stand of water, and it'll soak it up from the bottom. Hey, so anyway, that's that's on plantanswer.com toward the bottom of the front page. Poor Trace, we got to, we're up against a break. I know every time you uh, walk, I know, but I want to give you enough time. So well, he walks around. Uh, I know. So hang we here for a second. While we're talking, hang here for a sec. We'll come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road on nine thirty a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Larry, don't go anywhere. i got to tell everybody about BSG. BSG here in San Antonio Builder Systems Group is a terrific company, locally owned and uh, growing, 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 growing. And the reason they're growing, 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 growing is because they do such a good job. They do excellent job at uh, helping secure your home with smart technology, and then they use that same smart technology to make your home more secure. I encourage you to go to bsgtexas.com right now to learn all about their products. And here's here's it's it's a, a winning combination, as they say. It's a uh, they're the triple threat. Uh, they have outstanding uh, service, outstanding equipment, and they've got great prices. Plus, they've got a uh, terrific uh, crew here in San Antonio that's going to help you out. In fact, for like the home uh, theater system, they'll beat any written price by ten percent. 
pretty significant. So you owe it to yourself to, uh, if you're out there looking for home security, if you're out there looking for uh, conveniences, a wireless mesh system because uh, you're staying home now again, then go to check out bsgtexas.com, bsgtexas.com, or call them. They're idea people. Even if they don't do it, uh, I promise you, Jim will love trying to figure out how they can. And that's 210-877-1222, 210-877-1222 for BSG Texas, or BSG, and that's bsgtexas.com. All right, Larry's on the line. Now the Trace has walked away. we got Larry on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Larry, what's going on, man? Hey, Merry Christmas, guys. How y'all doing? Merry Christmas. Hey. Hey, I just harvested uh, some Snow Crown uh, cauliflower, and uh, I've got the largest one that I've ever harvested. It's eight inches across and weighs two point eight pounds. Oh, the quit other it! Wow. You're making that up. Come on now, I can send you a picture. <laughs> the other ones, the other ones are, are uh, same pot, forty five gallon uh, pot, uh, same mix, same water, and they're about. I've got. They're consistent. They're about between five and a half and six inches. But my question is, two questions. One, is the quality of the uh, the cauliflower diminished when it gets uh, exceptionally large like that? No. No. The reason it gets exceptionally large like that is that you fertilized it properly, and uh, you didn't let the cat dig it up or the... uh, Whatever happened to poor Milton's uh, cauliflower, uh, broccoli? No, it was the caterpillars. <laughs> the caterpillars. Uh, yeah, well, I had caterpillar problems, too. Yeah. It will, no, but it I, will, I, I folded them up it, uh, about three, four weeks ago. I folded them up, you know, to blanch them. And, and, yeah, uh, there you go. You are pretty good. Uh, yeah, and had some freeze damage on the tops of the cauliflower, yeah. but I think it was because it was dry. I had a lot of damage, but I think... Uh, I think I got caught up here. We thought it was going to be 30, and it got to like 26 or 27, and had a lot of damage on my kohlrabi and young broccoli and stuff. But I, I pretty much attributed to the fact that uh, I, I probably uh, was due to water and didn't water. So yeah, and they, uh, anyway. I don't know how much wind they get, but uh, you know we had some pretty high winds. Yeah, and you yeah. don't. Well, they get. They get I think almost everybody saw that damage, Larry. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. I don't think it was yeah, well, necessarily they, your water. Yeah, well, they were already they were already uh, they well they they weren't folded up yet. Well, no, they were folded up, but uh, I use yeah. I use uh, uh, clothespins. Uh, oh, okay. Clothespins. That's, That's the way the uh, commercial people used to do it. Or did yeah, do it. yeah, it worked out real well. Okay, well, that's the, my uh, question. The, Enjoy your the, uh, Wait a minute. The uh, the as long as the cauliflower head is continuous in other words uh, you can't see the individual curds it's still getting bigger it's still enlarging now when right. the, when the individual florets start breaking apart uh that that's showing that it's getting over mature yeah well and, and I, I harvested two last weekend that were 
not quite as big as this, but this one was was well covered, and and I didn't peek at it till yesterday, and then I said, oh, I better get that. So anyway, uh, and you, again, you didn't let the, you didn't let the cat dig it up or, or break it off or anything. It else? was caterpillars, not cats. Although they they they're now burying my blue bonnets. <laughs> what about the what about the quality? Was it crisp and yeah? How was it? Tasty. Well, I haven't. Uh, uh, well, oh yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, uh, yeah, it looks perfect. It's just big. Oh, yeah. It's uh, I, I tried to harvest mine before the freeze as much as I could. Yeah. It was really, it was really good. I was kind of sorry I didn't have more uh, plants. but uh, Well, very, yeah. very few people will let them get to full maturity like you did. Because well, they get I'm excited, busy. they see that white yeah. head down in there. Well, I'm the only one that eats cauliflower in my, in my house, so my wife said, I don't really know what to do with that. But and then I showed, <laughs> her, the, I showed her, a, I picked a whole bowl of uh, side sheets of broccoli and brought that in after she poo-pooed the, 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 the cauliflower. And then she said, oh, well, that's something I can get excited about. So, uh, a ranch dressing or, or some type oh, of dressing. Oh, I know. That's why I like a it. Wonderful be, party. I like it best as cr- yeah. crisp and and now, raw. Exactly. The, raw. Late, exactly. the latest the latest deal is that to cut down on um, calories is, and may, you can probably look this up on the internet is they're substituting uh, cauliflower, ground up cauliflower for, for, for potatoes. For mashed potatoes. Yeah. Or yes, break them half in half. We did that at Thanksgiving and made a, uh, they, she, my daughter riced it and, and made a baked a casserole, and it was absolutely what, outstanding. What did you think of that, Larry? Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I don't know. Exactly. There, there are restaurants now that do the, uh, that do rice bowls. And it's not calories necessarily, too. It's carbs as yeah, well. Yeah, carbs. Well, uh, exactly. Is they'll do rice bowls with the riced cauliflower, and it's really good. It's hard to tell the yeah. difference. It, yeah, I can, exactly. I, can, I, can right. uh, I, I like it when they do, when they boil it and put it in cheese. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that is really steam good. Steam it. Yeah, I think it's sacrilegious to mess up Irish potatoes with cauliflower. Oh no! I would. That never, goes against the laws of nature, man. Well, exactly. spoken like a chubby Texan diabetic. Man, when I eat potatoes, Irish potatoes, they shoot my sugars up big time. I bet if you had mashed uh, cauliflower, it wouldn't do it. it. Probably would have helped. Yeah. yeah. All right. Merry, right. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I'm out. Thanks, Larry. You take care. Later. Thanks for calling. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, Enjoy two, that cauliflower. Yeah, 210-308-8867. Yeah, you missed the big cauliflower discussion, Trace. <laughs> 210-308-8867. Yeah, they, I've had that. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I was at a meeting, and uh, and they told about mixing that cauliflower in with the potatoes. And the person I was with wouldn't touch his potatoes because they had mixed cauliflower in there. Uh, so I took his potatoes, and uh, pretty, you can't hardly you no, can't taste you the cauliflower. No, it's it's if you if it's done right, yeah, you can't. Tastes like mashed potatoes. Yeah, sure does. Really, it's a good idea. Yeah, I, I would have answered uh. that way, not even part of the conversation. No, <laughs> it's probably healthier for you than rutabaga. <laughs> well, Wait, somebody, that's blasphemous. Somebody too. might oh. eat it, whereas they're not going to eat the root of it. That's true. Oh. Well, it's, it's certainly less less calories and uh, 
so it, yeah, it is a little healthier. But uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, it's it's amazing when you if you went to the store two to three years ago, you probably wouldn't find anything. You had to kind of go to specialty, yeah, like Trader Joe's or Costco or stuff to get rice cauliflower. Now there there are whole sections, and that bird's eye is doing blends with uh, rice cauliflower and. Yeah. Uh, and beans and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And this is the time of the year to grow cauliflower. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten pricey it's cool. too because everybody yeah. likes it. Yeah. So, uh, did, can, I, can I still this, plant my cauliflower? This is the time of year it ought to be the cheapest. Well, but it's. I think it's the desire has uh, <laughs> has has driven it up. But I don't know how much it is. I'll I, I, I was amused. I was uh, walk when I was walking in. Out of all the beautiful flowers out here, my beautiful pansies and those Johnny jump-ups that I love, Mm -hmm. I saw a couple, and they had made, uh, chosen their plants that they were going to buy. Okay. You know what they were? Johnny jump-ups and pansies? No. No. Onions. They were onions. Oh. (laughs) Two, two, Two bunches of onions. It's one of the easiest. It's kind of romantic. Even Milton can grow up. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> have you tried Milton? I haven't tried yet. I should try. You should. Yeah. But anyway, we've still got some. All right. Yes, we do. And uh, the hot, hot one. We've got some pungent one and some non-pungent. Yeah, we've got a good selection of all of the, the varieties. We went and checked them yesterday. It's amazing how many people. I mean, Texas Legend's been out for quite a long time, right? Oh yeah. So I had, had a customer yesterday. That oh I gotta get that 1015Y it's the best so why don't you try the Texas Legend because that's the improved 1015Y I'd never heard of it <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. but I'll try it anyway oh, okay <laughs> yeah good he'll be happy with it or she will be happy with how it how long does it take from planting to picking well you know you can pick along the way I know but I'll well, say January one to end of April okay maybe in June May. You always say that, June. But a lot, depends on, how, a lot depends on how hot it gets, how fast it gets. There it. you go. And the, and the soil. Okay. And how much you fertilize. Okay. You need to fertilize. So if you got a winterizer fertilizer left, you did an article about that a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? Yeah. On onions. And speaking of fertilizer, I'm, yeah. I'm looking over my uh, uh, write-up on Poinsettias. Says it's no need to feed poinsettias, no or no need to fertilize poinsettias, or any other holiday flowers. The fertilizers growers use will sustain them through the next several weeks. So, but what if you want them to last more than several weeks? <laughs> well, yeah, you need to start handling like a house plant if you want to. Keep them forever. Copious amounts of oxygen. Speaking of yeah. houseplants. Oh, nice segue, Tracy. Uh, <laughs> Peter ordered a uh, houseplant, because or, obviously the poinsettias take up a lot of room. Right, yeah. So we had to skinny up on our houseplants. And uh, so now there's no poinsettias. He's got an order coming in uh, probably on Tuesday. Oh, good. And uh, so it'll take us till Wednesday to get it all out. And uh, we're, we're assuming by uh, New Year's, that people are going to want to start getting rid of their poinsettias. Yeah. And they're so used to having a plant there that they're going to need a house plant. So we should have a great selection starting sometime 
late Tuesday or Wednesday. Well, what's, oh, the, good. what's the great selection? So what are some of the names? Well, hey, hold on to that. I Jeff, tell us, I didn't, I tell didn't us in a second. we got to take a break. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. No, 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 it's not. 210-308-8867 is a number to call to be a part of the show. We're going to take a break, get you caught up with the news, and come back in just a moment. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And, of course, you're listening to 930 a.m. This is The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867. Trace up on the porch with us. He'll stay as long as he can. I thought so. If you want to give us a call now, it's a perfect time. 210-308-8867. Well, your weather forecast has changed a little bit. Um, it's uh, the 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 bad news is the percent of rain has gone down just a smidge. What? The good news is it's going out longer than they had it planned before. Oh. So yeah, Monday. It also looked like the lower te- the temperatures were low. Oh, were they? Let's see. Uh, low tonight, 53, with drizzle and area fog. Tomorrow, 20% chance of showers tomorrow. I don't think that was anything we read. Area drizzle and area <laughs> fog. A high tomorrow, 71. 20% chance of showers uh, tomorrow night with patchy fog. Low, 59. 30% chance of showers on Tuesday, a high 74. So it's going to be nice and warm and comfortable. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday night, that's when the big chance was. It's gone down just a smidge. Uh, 20 to 50% chance of showers, uh, low 58. Gone down a smidge, it uh, was 60%. Yeah, it was yesterday. 70%. Yeah, on this one, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Wednesday now it's 60%. Showers likely, then chance of thunderstorms, high 67. And Calvin's right, Wednesday night, low 37. Oh, no. 40% chance of rain. So I guess a friend's coming in, huh? <laughs> Is that the dealio? Yeah. So I, I, need I, I, I like your weather forecast because normally everybody, uh, when they talk about it, they always talk about the highs only. And then the lows are what means something to me. No. Yeah, you need to know the lows. So does everybody that's got their poinsettias outside. Yeah, but <laughs> if you listen to most, almost every weather forecast, no matter who's doing it. They do the highs? They only do the highs. That's what makes me different, Trace, yes. you know. Well, I'm sure, the highs are nice, but I'm into the lows, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. Talking about lows. Eeyore, Eeyore Radio, welcome to the show. <laughs> I always think about, when, think about low, low temperatures. Uh, there was a guy named Tom Keeter that used to be in charge, of, originally in charge of uh, the river walk. In other words, the landscaping and taking care of the river walk. And he was real sensitive about those lows because that, they have a lot of tropicals on them. Oh, yeah, they, they still do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still do. And, uh, and he, would, he would curse the weather people. You know, if they said it was going to get 35 and it got 25, that was serious business for him. Yeah. Yep. So uh, uh, the next day after it got 25, you didn't want to go around Tom Keeter. But, you you uh, have many truisms, uh, <laughs> Dr. Parsons, or some anyway. Yeah. One of them is if they say it's going to be 35, it can be 45, or the low can be 25. Uh. Just no, 10 degrees either way. Swing. But uh, well, We work off that principle here. Too, is that right? But it's 3 degrees either way. Okay. Oh, okay. That's good. 
Can you tell? Yeah, I got an indoor-outdoor thermometer for my Christmas from oh. my son, Jeremy. So what, it tells you indoors what the outdoor temperature is? Yeah. Like the one in here? Yeah, yeah I got one right there. Yeah, that thing it's hanging. <laughs> used to be on the tree, I think. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm enjoying having my thermometer indoor-outdoor. So you don't even have to get out of bed. You can just see, it's too cold, I'm staying in bed. Yeah, it's by the front door. He needs a rain gauge like that where you can, <laughs> can read it and then push a button and it empties, yeah. it empties itself. Oh, that's an idea. They have those. <laughs> they have those. It empties themselves, really? Yeah. Huh. You need to get some in for, for Jerry. Yeah, I do. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, Toll free eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Have you still got you still got the half whiskey barrels on sale here? Yep, we do. We got about a dozen left for, and, uh, on sale for forty eight eighty eight. Something like that. Yeah, regularly fifty nine ninety nine. Now we still have a few of the cradles left. That's that was yeah. Calvin's favorite. Those are not on sale. <laughs> and the manufacturer didn't have any of those available. What? Which ones? The, the, the cradle. The one. The little, oh, like yeah, I trough. like those. Yeah, the I like trough. those, too. So we've only got about 20 of those uh, for this whole next year. Yeah. So imagine a whiskey barrel cut <laughs> top to bottom and then flipped on its side. And the, I'm trying to get I people was, to picture it. As I was walking out, yes. It looks like a baby cradle. <laughs> yeah. Long, yeah, there you go. It looks longer like, and shorter. Okay. <laughs> As I was walking out yesterday, you've got one planted over there that's yeah. beautiful. They, they, it's got pansies and uh, stalks. He's got stalks poking you, out of you it. You get more surface area, so uh, you know it's great herb yeah. garden would be. Uh, yeah. Oh, a really yeah. Good works, choice for it. Worked real well for uh, for uh, strawberries too. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't you get one of those? I got a couple. Yeah, I remember selling them. Oh, before. okay. Yeah. yeah. It couldn't be stopped for a while. <laughs> They're still, That's weird. Uh, strawberries are still prospering in the, the that yeah. It's the second year. And uh, let's speaking of strawberries, did you sell? Uh, you got some strawberries yeah, out there. Got hanging baskets. I see them from here. Oh, in hanging baskets. Yep, got them in hanging baskets. Okay. They're kind and, of fun for kids too. <laughs> oh yeah. And yes, there are a few blooms on them. Yeah. <laughs> so you encourage people to do what with the blooms? No. Right, don't, don't even need to say it. Okay. Nobody's going to do it anyway. What would, what would you do? Maybe it's not an encouragement thing. If you if you bought it with uh, blooms on it, what would you do? Leave the blooms on there until the bears <laughs> can have bears in February. Okay. <laughs> and they won't. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if the blooms freeze or not. I know the plant won't freeze. Uh, it won't hurt it. But I don't know if the... I bet you that bloom would freeze, and that fruit would freeze. So as weird and wacky 2020 comes to an end, yeah, are y'all working on a 2021 rodeo tomato? Yes, sir. Okay. Can you tell us anything about it? Yes. We're going to call it the rodeo tomato. Oh. For 2021. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I already did a booking uh, without even knowing the name. Wow. <laughs> did, it even, did it even say rodeo tomato or are you just? Uh, I'm thinking David told me, uh, oh. how many rodeo tomatoes do you want? <laughs> okay. And you said, <laughs> okay. So even if uh, if we still can't do some of these other things, we're still going to do the uh, the money for that one that one Saturday to go. Oh, yeah, good. good. They may or may Appreciate not be able that. to even sell them over there. Yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, that's great. No, that's a good idea. So we'll 
We will still have them, and, and a portion of the proceeds will. No, for that day, all the proceeds. Oh, that day, all the proceeds oh, go to them. Is a Bear, Bear County Master Gardener Youth Program or something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. cool. So, is it big, small? You can't talk about it. Uh, huh? It's always big. Okay. Well, uh, we, uh, you know, we talked about doing the. Uh, the Romas, what, I thought. The cherry. Oh, the, uh, the, oh, okay. The, uh, what is it? The jewel? Uh, oh. Ruby, Ruby Crush. Ruby Crush. Ruby Crush. There you go. Which has never been a rodeo tomato. Ah. But it's been a <laughs> popular one. It's, it's been selling. It sells well. It's got a great name. Yeah. <laughs> and was dwarf uh, and cherry a great su- taste. No, dwarf yeah. Cherry Surprise was never a rodeo Oh, tomato? yes, that was. I think, yeah, that was. That's where you got that surprise thing yeah. you were talking about. Uh, no, I remember, I remember, it, I remember that call. <laughs> Those calls we would get. <laughs> The uh, oh, you wanted tomatoes by now? The, Surprise! <laughs> but uh, we never see to grow about the first. Well, I guess they're gonna have the rodeo this year, next year. Only a hundred and estimated 120,000 attendees instead, yeah. of, instead of a million two hundred thousand. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the uh, the they we we have often thought about doing that a cherry tomato and we did that like you say uh 968 but uh people raised hell about it they did they really they wanted a large fruit tomato man they must not have grown it because there's more volume even though they're little there's more volume of tomatoes on there than there are any other tomato Oh yeah, and it sure makes pile uh, them all in a cup. And it, would, nah. it makes average gardeners seem like pros. <laughs> it is, uh, and I'm so me. Well, the neat thing, neat thing, being generous it, with average, it produces <laughs> it produces early fruit. It'll produce the first fruit that you'll have, and uh, it, when it first starts producing fruit, you can just eat them when they're out in uh, when you're out in the garden with it. Well, and there's, there's an opportunity there to promote. Uh, uh, tomatoes in containers too. Yeah, yeah. that uh, you don't have with every. That's true. Fruit. That's true. So I remember when that first came out. I was touring Peterson Brothers for some reason, mm-hmm. and they had one of them in one of those big white pots. Right. And that thing was... I, I saw those tomatoes on there, and I, I couldn't resist. <laughs> I made sure nobody was looking, <laughs> and I went and I grabbed about four or five, and I ate them right there. All okay. right. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that that's been a good tomato, and I like this uh, Ruby Paul, Crush. If Paul's listening; he's gonna figure out a way to charge me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it on your next bill. That's right. But you. you so this is what, a big tomato. When they first start ripening, uh-huh. you can just take care of them while you're out in the garden. But they will soon outgrow you. Yeah. Outproduce you. Well, you won't be able to eat them all out in the garden. I brought someone one, someone at work one from here, and. They were like, don't ever bring me another one. No, no, they were okay with it, but they kept bringing little uh, bags of tomatoes to people. <laughs> oh, here you go. Merry Christmas. Here's some more tomatoes. Uh, you actually picked them? No, no, they did. Oh. He, he didn't even grow it. No, I didn't, even, I didn't grow so it this year. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those, those are good tomatoes. Do you really? still have your uh, Rio Grande Gold? Do I still have it? Yeah, as it started to pull it up because of the weather. Uh, I, I have basically pulled it up, but okay. collected the seed. Yeah, he's, he's got the Oh, seed that's already. right, yeah. I've got, like, mine's still growing in the container, and now the uh, peppers are probably 
Remember I said they were kind of like that yeah. big? Now they're like that big. Really? Yeah, it's weird. That, I'll, I'll take some pictures. I never saw. We never saw that. So are you going to eat them or are we going to save the seeds? <laughs> Should I save the seeds of the big ones? They're still kind of greenish yellow. They're not really yellow just yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let them get uh, either yellow or turn orange. Okay, and I'll bring them red. In. Okay. And we and, can enjoy uh, them. That, that that's an interesting 50/50. thing. You get to eat one. Okay. You get to bring one. Okay. <laughs> that's an interesting thing about that pepper. Uh, uh, I've got I've got some uh, greenhouse grower growing me some of those uh, yeah. seeds, and uh, it it never when we first started growing it. Of course, it was developed in um, in uh, Westlaco in the Rio Grande Valley, but I never we never noticed that smallness. Why it was small at first in the hot weather, hmm. and then it got regular size but uh that probably is the is the breeding of it uh, dr ben villian uh used several gene uh, species or gene no species of uh pepper to make that pepper and uh so that that smallness must be <laughs> a throwback to the others but it, it does get larger as to the temperature cool. Okay, well, that's what I'm noticing. Yeah. I'll take some pictures and show them. So I'm thinking about uh, having some for uh, the spring. Uh, and and this time, and, and also chili patines. Is the penguin back? The pe- Yeah, I've got to see the penguin. But we, we didn't get that last year. <laughs> no, no. Uh-uh. But I'm thinking about uh, starting them a lot earlier. Like so, they'll be ready. Well, you know, people when, want peppers in March. Yeah, right. Not necessarily the best time to plant them, but that they want them. There okay. you go. Yeah. So I'll I'll probably get to get the seed to the growers. Uh, maybe this week. Oh wow, cool. Yeah. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight. 8867, toll-free. It's 866-308-8867. What else you got going on over there? (laughs) Or, Trace, you want to – are people coming in with – it's always interesting because you all are kind of on the front lines of what people are experiencing. Are are people out there in the garden now noticing problems, or they're inside hunkered down for Christmas? I hadn't really really seen much. Everybody was Christmas shopping. Yeah, which I kind of figured, okay. uh, I a lot about. of people taking advantage of that 75% off the Christmas decor. So, yeah. Uh, Today, especially. Yeah, they're... well, you, you get to see the metal, but the rest yeah. of it inside is dwindling. So if you need some very inexpensive quality Christmas things, you're only going to have a couple more days worth before they're all gone. Yeah, and you all get stuff generally that's uh, a little more unique Different, than they're going to yeah. find at a big box store. I, I did order a large group of shrubs to come in this week. Ooh. Good. Um, You're going to bring us a shrubbery? En- enough to keep us busy for uh, a few days. It's probably a whole 18-weeter full. Oh, okay. Are, are you still selling grass? When we yeah. get it cut, so yeah. Jenna came in this morning, oh, my God, we're actually going to get grass on Monday. Uh. Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm glad she's excited about it. I'm yeah. glad we're going to have it. But um, you know, this, this past week was, you know, they don't cut grass on 
Christmas Day, so we couldn't get it the next day, and then it rained, and uh, anyway, so uh, out of this whole week, we only had it one day. Oh, wow. So they need to call ahead. Oh, yeah, they should always, especially if they want one of the specialties, because we're not going to order it unless they've already committed to it on a day. Yeah. Um, and we got to fill the truck around it, too, so yeah. That this time of year, that, that can always be a, a slight issue. Rain is generally the biggest issue. Yeah. Have you, uh, can you get all selection? I mean, can you get more Zorzias than you can St. Augustine? Or So we normally do six Zorzias, and right now I believe we can harvest four. Okay. We normally have four St. Augustines. I believe we can harvest two. Okay. And no, floor Tam is not one of them. Oh, um, <laughs> And FJ's not. That, is that the yeah. new one? The, uh Nope. S. Nope. Nope. No. Palmetto and uh, yeah. and uh, Palmetto. Raleigh. And, Palmetto is good. And there's been so much grass sold this past year, there may be a shortage in Raleigh coming up real soon. Wow. I would have never thought that. That had been on the market for so long. Yeah, and let's see. Bermudas, there's four different Bermudas, and I think we can get them all cut. And then the buffalo looks horrible. Uh, so we're not, we're not even offering <laughs> that right now. Who ever heard of buffalo looking awful, Calvin? Even when it's green, I think it's <laughs> horrible. Hey, thank you, Trace. Right. Look at there. That's Jerry's and, and favorite. Right? I know. I'm surprised. <laughs> hey, we need to take a break while we do. Give us a call, 210-308-8867. James, don't go anywhere. We're going to pick up after this at 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Fish. Dr. Jerry Parsons talking gardening with you at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. we got James on the line. What's going on, James? How can we help you today? Yeah, I need a, a refresher on saving the, uh, since you're speaking about it, uh, the Rio Grande seed. Yeah, Rio Grande go. Yes, sir, uh, the peppers. I picked um, all my red peppers uh, about a week and a half ago. They set out Good. on the counter for a few days. I, yeah. uh, scraped all the, I scraped all the seed out, and I put, them in a paper, I put them in a paper towel and just in a white envelope. My question is, I didn't let the seed dry. I was in a hurry, and uh, I just wrapped them in a paper towel. I got a lot of seed. Um, do I need to refrigerate those, and should I have dried them out, let them dry, air dry before I wrapped them in that towel, or I don't? Are they going to mold? Yeah, or? it would it, it would have been better. Uh, have you yeah, looked at them lately? Have you looked at no, them lately? No, I haven't looked. At, I haven't looked at them since I put them in the envelope about a week or, about a week ago. Okay, open the envelope and look at them and see if you see any mold uh, okay. uh, growing on them. If there's any mold growing on them, uh, take them out of the envelope and dry them more. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, just lay them on the counter and let them dry. Yeah, just let them dry. Uh, uh, Usually if you get them pretty quick before that that mold starts, uh, Uh they'll be okay. They'll germinate okay. But uh, if you let that mold continue to grow in there with that moisture, uh, it will eventually uh, destroy the seed germ germination. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll open them up and, and dry them out. And then uh, 
My question is, when they dry out, do I put them back in a paper towel envelope, or do they need to go in the fridge? Or No, or you can put them in an envelope and put them in a the refrigerator. Okay. I, uh, okay. My refrigerator door is full of seed, uh, and uh, uh, that's where I, I have to go through it every now and then for fine Things like Parsons Potent Chili Penguins. Yeah, it was in the back. You should have. Yeah, it was in the back. And uh, real granny gold seed. So, uh, but I always keep keep my seed in the refrigerator dry. Okay. Okay. Not in a, not in a jar, not in a plastic bag, just a paper envelope, correct? You're right. Uh, uh, okay. You can put a, if you got, uh, you can put it in a jar, but uh, a paper envelope will, <laughs> will uh, be easier to put in there. In other words, you can put more paper envelopes in there than you can jars. Oh, I hear you. Okay, but my question is on these on these peppers. I know these were some that you know, there was a grower issue, I think, with last spring. But my yeah. peppers never, the peppers never, they were really small. I, got, I picked up four plants in the spring, gave two away, kept two. The both plants that I had, the peppers were smaller than the than the plants I had a year or two ago. Um, but I saved the seed anyway. Is that I mean, is that indicative of anything other than maybe lack now, of fertilizer? Or uh, okay, or the one the one the ones that stayed smaller was that planted in the fall? No, in the spring, and they were grown in, in, in containers, not not in the ground, in containers. And they never got uh, long like a jalapeno. No, no, they were, these were all short, stubby peppers. All, all, like 80% of them were really short and stubby. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't know where that came from. Like like we were saying, talking earlier, uh, it must be in the genetics that uh, Ben Villian put them into. But what what uh, I'm what I'm the seed I'm saving, and I think the seed Calvin and uh, his neighbor Bart saved were from la- uh, larger pepper seed, large pepper. Yeah. So we so we selected leads- the larger pepper fruit. Yeah, that leads me to my last question. So since my peppers that I got the or the seed that I got the peppers from were small compared to my previous plants, are they worth keeping and messing with, or should I just discard them? Um. Let's see. Like I said, these the, the peppers that uh, Calvin and all of us grew, they originally had small peppers, and then later on, when the temperatures cooled, the peppers got larger. They started out small, was smaller, and then uh, the fruit that they produced later were, were became larger, like a like they're supposed to. Okay. Well, um, one of the two plants, one of the two plants, is still producing, not prolific, but it's still, it's still got a few blooms on it. It's in a protected spot. I'm going to overwinter it, and one of them looks bad. I'm just going to let it go. But uh, okay. well, I'll save the seed. Uh, see, see what happens. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can plant them directly into the soil next spring, around uh, April, after the soil temperature warms up. And uh, see what see what comes up. It'll be a seedling population, and uh, if they all start turning out to have small peppers, uh, just don't save seed from those. But they're still good to eat. The little ones are good to eat. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Also, do they okay. have that sh- sh- shih tzu pepper or whatever it's called over there at Mill Burgers? Do y'all know that j- Japanese pepper? It's a sweet pepper. Uh, we'll have to ask Trace. No. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing by uh, tomorrow or Tuesday and I, and I'll look. All right. Cool. Thanks, All right, James. Thank you. Bye, right, thank you. All right. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. Uh, uh, Niels Perry had a uh, had a couple of good questions uh, in this week's paper, yesterday's paper. Uh, he got one that says, when do we need to fertilize our asparagus bed? It's been, it's been planted for two years, and we should get a good harvest this year. What should we use? And Neil says, uh, apply an all-nitrogen fertilizer such as 2100 at the rate of a half a pound per 100 square feet of bed space. Fertilize in early to mid-February in anticipation of new growth. Okay. <laughs> now, then he talks about uh, a little later, you can also make a similar application after you finish harvesting. Otherwise, just keep the plants well mulched and moist. We uh, have dropped have come off of that 2100 recommendation that's ammonium sulfate and uh, have have started recommending for asparagus that you use the slow release fertilizer 1959 and if you wanted to do it in in February or March uh, I would recommend a, a higher rate yeah that's pretty low yeah, yeah. Half a pound per hundred square feet was that yeah, what it is? Yeah, what? yeah. Hundred square, hundred half a pound per hundred square feet. That's like uh, a cup. Yeah. And we're we're talking about ten cups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, well, I, I guess I guess it's for other plants rather. I don't than, think you can over fertilize asparagus. Period. Because uh, you you're har- you're growing shoots. You're harvesting shoots. And, uh, of course, how big of the shoots you harvest will depend on the uh, fern growth or the top growth the, fa- the next year. So, uh, now, if you've got asparagus and it's still standing, I would cut it to the ground now. We, we always say around uh, Christmas, cut it to the ground because that stupid asparagus on a warm day, it'll be up in 1st of February, uh, sending up some shoots. So uh, I'd go ahead and, and use a 1959 slow-release fertilizer at a rate of about, uh, what, of a five or six cups Per hundred square feet, yeah, should, linear should, feet shouldn't be wasted. I mean, no, it won't be wasted. You know, you can't over fertilize it. And uh, remember that fifty percent of that slow release fertilizer, nineteen five nine, will be immediately released. And the uh, the neat thing about that slow release fertilizer, especially in cool weather, uh, it's going to be released over a three to four month period 
we a lot of times people criticize us for recommending slow release fertilizers in the in the summer when it's <laughs> when it's hot because the, it releases faster. That's what I've been told. But uh, it's it's still it's still the best fertilizer to use on lawns and and uh, annuals and because of that slow release uh, is the characteristic. Is the window closed for uh, winterizing your lawn? Well, mine's kind of dried up and oh, okay, and uh, it's not growing. So it it <laughs> it uh, it it can't uptake fertilizer without unless it's uh, growing actively growing. It physiologically cannot uptake the nutrients. Mm. So, so January, yeah. However, <laughs> uh, the the farmers in Tennessee, where it serves cold, uh, put down their fertilizers in the fall a lot of times because they can't get in because of the wetness in the spring. So, I don't. If you fertilize now with a, a winterizer fertilizer. I don't think you're going to see the immediate release. I probably now I'd use a slow release fertilizer now because uh, the fat the f- slow release will release like I said 50 percent of the fertilizer after we get the first rain, and uh, we, we fertilizer doesn't run through the soil like a like a sieve. You know it has it has to. Uh, Attached to a soil molecule before, uh, uh, in other words, when you apply it, it attaches to the soil molecule, and then it's taken up by the plant. So, uh, if you fertilize now, if you have fertilized now, I, I don't. It's not going to be as advantageous as it would have been earlier. Okay. But it's not a complete waste of time because that fertilizer hang around to. The spring uh, green up occurs. Hmm. Okay. And uh, and of course I always fertilize my horse herb and bluegrass. I think Evelyn said when she, they're alive. Evelyn was going to start fertilizing uh, her uh, yeah, horse herb. Yeah, I bet she is. Uh, <laughs> another thing he got he got uh, said uh, what can be done to eliminate three acres of goat heads. What is goat heads? <laughs> I think we have those in uh, in, in Wilson County, along with the Stickerbirds. <laughs> Said our, granda- our granddaughter and her husband have a new house, and they say the land is inundated with goat heads. That dogs are miserable. Hmm. I think that's those. Is that our? That, that's we call some. What do we call those? Stick a bigger, a bigger lice. Yeah, something like that. Many, many times people ask simply about stickers or burrs, and I'm not sure whether they're talking about goatheads. Ow! Or far, uh, are the far more common grass birds. <laughs> Since is- you were so specific, I'll attack. I'll tackle goathead. They're broadleaf weed. <laughs> With coarse, ferny-looking leaves, 
They're also warm season weeds, meaning they germinate, grow, and die and complete their life cycle all in one growing season. So you could apply a pre-emergent weed killer two weeks prior to the average date of the last killing free. It's kind of like a stick of a, a grass burr. Then repeat it 90 days later. The one to use for non-grassy weeds would be gallery granites. Granules. So um, then, the, then they could use a burlap bag partially filled with sawdust uh, for, for weight to pick up the seeds that are on the lawn now. Now, see, that he's, he's kind of modifying my recommendation of put your kid in a wool coat and drag them around the yard, and they'll pick it up, pick it up in the wool. In These the are wool nasty coat. looking, by the way, on the line. <laughs> oh, goat heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Rob said they're sticker burrs, but these look worse than that. They look, they look mean. <laughs> uh, I've heard that terminology in Tennessee before, but uh, I don't know if we have them down here. And uh, I'm. I'm going through that same dilemma that I go through all the time. Uh, Calvin said in his This Week in the Garden, use leaves that drop as fuel for the compost pile and mulch in the shrub border. They benefit the lawn if allowed to decompose where they fall. That's what I do. That's what I try to do. But, yeah, they just somehow disappear. Speed up decomposition by mowing the leaves on the lawn. That's what I want to do. But the leaves always disappear. Meanwhile, you know. It's amazing. The the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Your neighbor has tons of leaves. (laughs) I don't get it. Hey, we need to take a break. So, Mike, call us back, man. You dropped off the line, so call us back. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Got a pepper question for us. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 and Road on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Well, here to tell us more about goat heads is Johnson City Joe. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, that old goat? No, oh, that was just mean. <laughs> hey. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, that uh, uh, picture, Milt, you had of the goat head? Yeah. It looks like a goat head, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And it's got. But it looks mean if you stepped on it. It looks like it hurt. It's a very hard thorn, and it's it lays close to the ground like a, a runner plant. Puts on real pretty yellow flowers. That and when those yellow flowers go to seed, they put on clusters of those goat heads. There'll be four of those, three to four of those heads, to a cluster. And they are the most painful. Of course, I know this. Being a, a country boy out here running around barefooted, it'll puncture <laughs> your foot. Yeah, it looks that way. Oh, Lord. It's it hard and woolly. 
woody. It's a very woody burr. It's the nastiest thing that you can send to your favorite enemy. Uh, I've, I've experienced the bicycle tire popping with them. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they are, they are really that hard. And if they get started, they're like uh, any other burr. Uh, they're, they're tenacious because they can lay in the soil for years and then uh, come back. So you have to hit them every chance you get to get rid of them. If if you and p- p- dragging your grandkid around in a blanket with it, my <laughs> child abuse. <laughs> so on that note, one of the best ways to start controlling them, yeah. other than the obvious, you know, chemicals, pre-emergence, post-emergence, is to have like a four-wheeler or something with decent tires on it, and you go to a carpet remnant place where they where they uh, they take up people's carpet, replace it. Mm-hmm. And they have all that scrap carpet that they just throw away. You drag it behind that four-wheeler, and you collect them. And then you can put it in the burn pile. That was oh. Jerry's suggestion, except he was wrapping up a child in the. Uh, no, no, no. Well, we, not, don't do that. We, we, we That's what we do out, with uh, we Sandburg. We out at the ranch, and I had big, big old tires on it with that green slime in the tires. Yeah. And I, it actually punctured one of those tires. Holy smokes. With that green slime that's in it. That's deadly. Uh, but it was a big patch. Uh, that I, I ran through, I, and I'm still working on getting rid of it. But uh, it is one of the nastiest burrs that we have in Texas. All right. Uh, yeah, so if you have enemies, collect it. Put them in a seat pack <laughs> and tell them you're really going to like this, uh, no. this uh, spinach or whatever it is. And, uh, have, have a plant or throw it across the fence. Yeah. to your neighbors. I got a bucket full of it out here I need to get rid of. It's but, a native uh, plant? It's, yeah. Well, it's a native bird as far as I'm concerned. I've oh, had it okay. ever, all my life. But I had a, okay. one question about, do y'all have the escarpment cherry? That's escarpment a native, cherry. That's a native cherry to Texas, to the it's hill a black. Country. It's black cherry, isn't it? It's uh, a black cherry. It's a, called the escarpment cherry, and it grows yeah, in I've, our alkaline soils, yeah, and it's native. It. We'll carry the cherry Barbados. That's a, there's a dwarf and a, and a full-size tree is the closest we're going to get to any kind of cherry. And the, yeah. fruit, the fruit on that escarpment berry... Is a uh, small. It's a uh, very small, uh, very sour. We yeah. used to pick them. Um, you know, well, my, my uncles and aunts they make uh, jellies and jams and wine yeah. out of it. We might be talking about the same thing. Yeah, and, it's uh, a big. It's it, a big tree, isn't it? It's it, a it large could grow tree. very, very big. It could go very big. Yeah. Uh, we have them uh, in Tennessee too. The only place uh, I've seen them uh, is at the native, uh, Texas, oh, what is it called? Native <laughs> Trees of Texas. Yeah. And that's the only place I've seen them. But we used to have them out at the old Summy Ranch, and uh, uh, squirrels, yeah. squirrels and stuff loved them. But I didn't know Mark. if y'all would carry anything <laughs> like that. Probably not. Uh, yeah. Uh, my great uncle in Tennessee used to always laugh and talk about that uh, when, when that berry got overripe, it would ferment. 
That's right. And the birds would eat it and literally get drunk. And the squirrels. Yeah, the squirrels. Uh, uh, One of the the best squirrel spots we had, because we also had that old black Spanish walnut in the same same area. Yeah. But uh, but it's a a great tree. tree. It grows very tall, and it's pretty in the fall. Yeah, right. That's that color, colored leaves. It's got real pretty leaves, yeah. Okay, All right, just, thanks for calling, Joe. Well, y'all, I'm glad y'all you made me. it through another year. Well, uh, maybe. My wife hasn't killed me yet. The, li- uh, the signs are good, or the chances are good. Okay. <laughs> join, us, well, join us next year. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm going to send y'all a funny story about rats, said my wife. Okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Okay, so it's not the same thing, but it looks pretty close. So uh, you ought to look up uh, Cherry Barbados yeah. and see if that's something that you might want to do. Yeah, well, and well, black cherry is a little different, too, than the uh, yeah. escarpment cherry. That was a high-quality high wood. Mm-hmm. Cherry wood, yeah. Yeah, yeah Dr. Laura Shreve uh, used to be the horticulturist at Uvalde. Uh, they they made some, and uh, I think Bill McReynolds made some, uh, got some wood of that cherry, uh-huh. made made his uh, kids uh, some uh, uh, tables out of it. Yeah, black cherry wood, beautiful. But there's not a lot of them around, I don't think. Uh, and it's interesting that it has so many seed. I mean, they they load down with seed. Uh, that it doesn't <laughs> doesn't seem to grow out of the trees around the the big ones. But anyway, that's a I don't know what the chill hour does. The flower is inconspicuous, but I don't know that you would want to plant one of those <laughs> in your landscape, especially in your driveway or sidewalk. Which one? The uh, escarpment cherry. Uh, oh. Because it drops that nasty fruit all over the, all over uh. the uh, concrete. Uh, this is our last show of the year, right? Last year of 2020. Right. Last year of 2020. Next Saturday will be the, the January 2nd, 2021. And we haven't, we haven't, I haven't mentioned... Uh, the Christmas gifts I got this year. Oh, okay. I got uh, I, I got uh, hearing aids. Yeah. So I could keep up with Calvin. <laughs> and I got something from Texas A and M. Last week, uh, I got the last award I'll ever get from Texas A and M. Oh, from the Board of Regents. They have attacked emeritus on my on my name. They give that to people that have retired and not died. But uh, <laughs> don't, don't you have to do a little more than not die? Uh, you know, we don't put anybody that's alive in uh, in plant answers on the horticulture hero. Right. But uh, uh, they send me a notification that I've emeritus status uh, Texas A and M. 
Does that mean you can go? Do they have an office for you someplace? Well, they would, but I ain't going. Oh. Do you get uh, discounts on stuff? And, and the, uh, the need, like AARP or anything? Yeah. And Dr. Larry Stein helped write up the award, of course, award recommendation. And uh, he would buy the house with the, the write-up. And uh, the, he, the, he and my son were being disrespectful to me. <laughs> and they said, a lot of people, I've been, for the last few years, when people say, well, Parsons, and, and I would say, say to them again. quickly. Do not say that again. <laughs> well, I would say them to them quickly. That would be professor asshole. Hey, you. hey! <laughs> do not say that again. <laughs> so now I can say. What are those things that start? Out, that used to start out the show, not maybe the other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can put emeritus after no, that. No. Uh, no. <laughs> so that's what I got. That was one of my best gifts for Christmas. Okay. So anyway, uh, and uh, I'll still be the same old me. Okay. Oh, you had to say that. <laughs> yeah. That's as bad as the the other word he was using. <laughs> the uh, uh, to finish out the show, we got the uh, we talked we talked about what we're going to do next year, and uh, we'll quit, try to keep working with Millburgers over here to. Have the newest innovations going on on plant material, and uh, we've got a we're working on a uh, a red Provonia uh, that a lady in Kerrville found, and uh, it comes true from seed. So we're going to work on uh, we want to increase the size of the flower. Now I want to buy them all. <laughs> That's my resolution. <laughs> Everything great, I'm going to buy all of it. <laughs> I want to show Trace these uh, plants he's got behind him. Greg Grant's uh, pink. Uh, Pam's pink. Pam's pink. Look at the flowers on those, Trace. Do you see anything unusual about a Turk's cap flower on those plants? The blooms are open. Sort of. See the pink blooms open? I, I still see the older sorted. blooms of that plant opens. Still of, and per Turk's cap normally never opens its bloom. It's always wrapped around the uh, uh, stamen. But that one, I just noticed, <laughs> has got little open pink blooms that that are older on the plant. Looks the same to me. <laughs> Wait, you quit don't you see those open blooms on that thing? Uh, I see the rock rose blooms open. Okay. And the Turks caps all still look bundled up. Yeah. Okay. Let me go over there look. <laughs> but anyway, uh Oh, is that bloom I'm seeing a rock growth? Or is it a pavonia? I mean, a. Uh, <laughs> we're trying. Yeah, okay. But anyway, they've got some of those pinks over here, pink uh, Turks cap. Pretty sure that was a Texas superstar a few years back. There you go, yeah. And, uh. 
So anyway, we'll continue doing our radio programs, and hopefully we'll all be healthy and happy for next year. Yep, that'll be good. Yeah, we only got last week. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> One more week to go. Yeah. All right. I got, I got a question. Uh, oh, by the way, you know who wrote up the uh, the recommendation letter for the Emeritus Award? Hmm. Dr. Larry Stein. Neil Sperry. Hey, all right. Yeah. And I uh, got from this from his newsletter. It said uh, they're, they're talking about pappas grass. And uh, he, they say, don't ever, don't ever trim back pampas grass. Uh, uh, you don't uh, unless it freezes back, which uh, very seldom does here. But uh, if you want to lower it, uh, you want to cut the blades back uh, beginning uh, in early spring. Uh, Neil, Neil says that don't prune pampas grass at all. Let it form its huge clumps. The plants need to store all the energy they can in order to produce those huge flower stalks each fall. Trimming off green foliage only slows that down. Now, uh, the, deal, the deal is, uh, he talked about... Uh, Trimming it back, it's uh, got to be careful, prepared to be prepared to uh, uh, cut it down uh, by using long, wearing long sleeves, heavy pants, durable gloves, and goggles to do the job. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. We're back next Saturday. Uh, more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. See you then on 9:30 a.m. The answer.